Welcome back to another episode of Rip Thrill Podcast. It is episode 25 and before we get started, I'm just going to say we are talking about a few controversial topics today. So if you see the skip at all, it's because it hasn't been ticked off. So I'm just going to throw that out there because I don't want to go touching on uh, anything that I shouldn't be touching on, trigger yeah. your toes. Especially and we're starter. unfiltered. We're we're, unfiltered. We are unfiltered yeah. with people's podcast, players' podcast. So welcome Sean Tobin. Thank you for coming this morning. Got a coffee for me from Jakku. It Always. is 7am. Friday. How you been, man? Been good, been good. Yeah, no, been good. F- feels like a while since we've last spoken, and I know we've week. exchanged messages um, on the regular. Weekend, but yeah, on the regular. But uh, mate, you're you're not wrong. There's a fair bit to talk about, and I, I didn't check the AFL app for about twelve hours yesterday, and I didn't realize how much I missed. So uh, it's a uh, fair bit to debrief and, and go over. And why didn't you check the app? Let's just run run us through what you're doing. You're kind of doing uh, shit without me. But I don't know if this is how this partnership should be working. Yeah. So uh, we. Uh, well, Are You Okay Day was obviously yesterday and, yeah, yeah. and uh, fantastic day and, and we've joking about we've joked about doing presentation nights over the summer. So shout well, out Well there's a lot of wanting to do that as well. Like it's Oh yeah, it's yeah, f- yeah. Well the 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 inbox has been going like crazy since we've started the show. I mean the amount of M C gigs we've been asked to do. Uh, Chance's birthday party. Chance's birthday party. <laughs> hit us up. Few Oz kick sessions yeah. that, that people want us to go do. So uh, now we're available. So shout out to any. Uh, it's any a possibility. Plus, yeah. I think we could take the podcast on the road, and I will be spending a bit of time in Melbourne over the off season. So any of you footy clubs out there or uh, AFL personnel who want to be interviewed, I think we I think we got that covered. But uh, what we're we doing yesterday? Are okay? Are you doing an interview on stage? Look pretty cool. Yeah. So myself and uh, Sean Hart, uh, former Sean Brisbane Hart. Lions club champion. Um, Three-time premiership player, Norm Smith medalist, one of only two. Did he? Uh, yeah, Norm Smith medalist. He was the first North East medalist for uh, the Brisbane Lions and uh, current head of performance, uh, personal excellence at the Gold Coast Suns. And, and we did a Q&A uh, for about 300 people in Brisbane for one of the uh, local RUK events. And um, what's it mean at the end when they get up and start clapping? Is That, that a, means is that that a good standing thing? ovation. Were they That's, standing up or sitting down? Because uh, no, sometimes there's sympathy yeah. claps. Nah. And sometimes there's, oh, you've done... Like when you stand up and you actually... No, I think I think we got a couple of these ones too. Oh, so you did! A, you got a couple a, of rock star. That's a few lighters in the crowd. That wasn't too bad. So I uh, I thought that was a job well done. But no, it was a fantastic event. We were able to really, I suppose, give some insights into what AFL players obviously go through when it comes to to, to that space. And um, yeah, it was well received. So hopefully, we'll do a few more. Speaking of Are You Okay Day, you've got a little. Uh, we we did postpone this episode. Yeah, I mean, we, we spoke about it on uh, Tuesday. We were talking about it on Tuesday. Um, and it goes without saying. And, and look, we, we won't go into details because it's yeah. been w- widely covered. But we, we would like to, to, I suppose, just send our best wishes and, and thoughts and prayers to uh, Danny for all his family and friends during what's a very difficult time. Um, we've, we've, we, we, we didn't really feel like it was appropriate yeah. to, to, to be laughing and joking on, on Wednesday and it, it was quite difficult. So we appreciate everyone's messages. We understood that, um, you know, peep, the the people were really keen for us to do a show this week. We, we just didn't feel like Wednesday was the right time. So yep. we've decided to delay till today and looking forward to talking about some, some, some really uh, interesting topics around the game, but we definitely do want to send our best wishes yeah. to Danny for all this family. And, it was and very, this time. it was out of the blue, wasn't it? It was a little bit um, confronting that how it all went down and stuff, but Obviously, I've met him a few times through doing uh, media gigs and stuff with him. He's a very jovial, caring person. So it was, it was, it was a bit of a, a tough couple of days, I think, for the footy community as, as well, just to wrap their heads around that, um, losing such a loved media personnel and a person and a father and her, you know, husband and all that kind of stuff. So um, it was a couple, tough couple of days, but 
do we have to get on with life, I guess? And yeah. I think that's what it's kind of are you okay day kind of uh, came at a good time. So yeah, and, and it was great for for Sean and I. I suppose to really you know I suppose hammer that home. You know, yeah. talk about that. And I've, I've always said this, mental health doesn't discriminate. So Doesn't choose, uh, doesn't pick and choose. No, so, you know, at, at some points we'll all find ourselves, um, you know, needing to, to, to have conversations. And yeah. I think, you know, it is incredibly sad with, with what's happened this week. But Danny was a, a massive advocate for, for mental health. Yeah. And he spoke really passionately about the space. And, and so hopefully yesterday and, and this week, and, and the game will we'll recognise him this, yeah, week, this weekend. And, and so that will be a real opportunity for the game to come together um, during what's a very difficult time. Speaking of this weekend's games, let's talk about last week. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to, but let's yeah. do it. Yeah, so I... You went to both... You see, you've had... I had a loss, but you've had two losses. I was bad luck for everyone <laughs> last week. I, Why did you come to our game I'm, after... I'm staying right away tomorrow. Uh, well, actually, no, at this stage, I'm, I'm well, not too tonight, sure what my plans are yet tomorrow night. But uh, no, you're right. I flew down to, to Geelong Collingwood game. Yeah. Um, took Michael Zarafa to his first uh, yeah, I saw AFL that. game. I saw that. So he uh, he had a lot of fun. Who was he supporting? And did he get any punch-ups at the venue? Uh, no punch-ups, although okay. I felt very safe and yeah, sound, you did. Uh, throughout the night. So that was good. So security was well on hand. <laughs> um, but uh, no, no, we... we uh, we went down to the Geelong rooms afterwards and, and had a chance to, to chat to Gaz. So it was not the environment that we would have liked, no, no, um, no. but uh, it was good for him to get his first game. But then I had to be on a flight uh, four hours later to make sure that I could uh, be here for your game. So yeah, uh, it was uh, it was not the result we wanted. No, and, it wasn't. And from both parts, from a personal standpoint and a team standpoint. Yeah. But, but talk us through. We'll talk about. I mean, your, your injury in a second. But I suppose when you when you've actually had a chance to stop and reflect. I mean, how. How and what happened in in terms of where where you saw it? Yeah, well, obviously we had a we had a lot of information from the the, the game before we played. For the, for the people that don't know, we played Richmond in the last game of the home and away season, round twenty three. Um, so we lost by twenty seven points, but we we had our opportunities to um, get in front to in, in the end of that game and kind of got away from us again. We got within six points, so we had a lot of learnings and um, experience in that game. You know, it was seventy five thousand people. Um, a lot of fans, a lot of Richmond fans, and uh, we took a lot of experience and learnings from that. So we were very confident going to um, the first final uh, against them. Um, we, everyone had done their homework. We ready to go type thing. And it started out well. Like first quarter, I think we're up by you know 12 or so points. Mm. Um, it was 30 to 18 or something like that. I'm not too sure exactly what the score was. But we started the game well, which we want to do, because um, the week before we played them, we gave them a head start, which we didn't want to get especially up here we didn't want to have that and we want to get the crowd involved and make them going so by half time uh, we actually went down the scoreboard because but we had a lot more scoring shots so that was a kind of a, a frustrating thing for a lot of the players and um, something that we'll definitely learn from that um, you doesn't matter what the score is we'll I think because we're a little bit younger we went in in the half time we're a little bit flat about the fact that we weren't um, in front of the scoreboard even though we yeah. had a lot of you know a lot of the play and the ball was in our forward half so it comes down to a lot of things, but obviously the big ones, we missed our shots and goal. I think we kicked 18 behinds, which um, in any game, any any time, that won't usually result uh, in, a, in a bad result. So um, there's a lot to take out from that game, but there's still a lot of confidence in the boys because we know we can match with the best. And I, I think Richmond are the best in the comp at the moment, just from purely playing against them. And and we had a, we did our homework on Dusty. We had our plans for him when he's in the midfield, but um, that's probably the, the game that I've been like, shit, he's actually probably one of the best players in the comp. Yeah, okay. Like, legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he went forward and kicked six on a few of our good players, especially our defenders, I was thinking, yeah, he's um he's definitely warranted for the, the the credit he gets. So that was a that was a big one. Dusty Martin's obviously played a big part in that in that win for them. So um 
Yeah, it was. It was. Well, I guess it was shattering to lose that, but the best thing is we had we get we gave ourselves a double chance and we we earned that through the home and away season, um, finishing second ladder. So we've got another chance. We've got GWS GWS this week, and um, we look the boys and I, you know, everyone's looking really forward to that. Like it's going to be a big one Saturday night. So you're right. You you work all year to to obviously get that that double chance, and um, you know, I, I actually sat there at halftime and thought they're right in this because the amount of times I've seen you guys come back at yeah. halftime at the Gabba throughout yeah. the, the whole year, and the place was buzzing and it yeah. was rocking. I don't know what it was like for you out in the it ground. Was but the it was the first time that I've been at the Gabba, and before like we were doing the warm up on the ground, it was electrifying. Like it was mm. loud. I actually went to the umpire and goes, "Geez, I haven't heard this before." He's like, yeah. "I haven't heard this. I think I can't remember who it was, but the last time I heard this was one of the finals back in the day." So. Um, it was a crazy feeling, and and I think there was still like twelve thousand Richmond fans, but it was just it was awesome. Like the Gabba when it was packed was crazy, and we got the home and away. Oh, we got the, we got um I think the most attended attendance record at, at the Gabba, so I think yeah. it was thirty seven thousand, which is amazing feat for for us us teams and especially Brisbane alike. But um, it was yeah. crazy. I, I was on the flight. I was on the six a.m. flight back and. The flight was full, and everyone was either wearing a Brisbane Lions scarf or, yeah. a, or a Richmond scarf. Like it was incredible how oh, I suppose much support was even coming from from down south to obviously be yeah. there for the game. And as the, well. the Richmond fans were, were booing me, but it was, it was actually like it was actually pretty cool. Um, mom, even mum and dad they come for the game and they said, "Oh, why are we getting booed?" I was like, "Oh, maybe because we beat them in the, in the final in 2013 when I was a Blues player." But they were that, like I got a lot of messages from then after the game. When obviously when I did my hamstring in the last quarter, I got a lot of um, messages from the Richmond faithful, and yep. they were saying like, you know, we love the way you play your footy and all that kind of stuff. Um, not great news, but hopefully you get it right. So I, that was probably the first time that I've had that kind of feedback from an opposition team, um, especially their supporters. So um, yeah. it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. So and and you touched on it, mate. I was so gutted when yeah. I saw you went down. I was probably about fifty meters away from from where it all happened, and I think at the time. You, you immediately knew that something wasn't right. So yeah. talk, talk us through what happened. Yeah, it's my first um, hamstring that I've done in my 11-year career, so I can't be too upset first about time. it. First time. First time, yeah. So mm. I wasn't too sure what the feeling was, and it didn't feel like pain. It just felt like a like a click in my hamstring. So I was like, oh, maybe it's just a cramp. And I was like, oh, no. Nah. Like when I try to stretch it, I was like, oh, no, nah, it feels a bit painful now. So obviously it's very shattering and I had a little bit of awareness um, from the last Richmond game in there, but I've done, I did everything I could in the fir- in the two weeks leading up to the final and it was my call and I went in, went in the game and I was, I was fine for, for three quarters. And the thing with hammies is um, it can happen anytime, um, especially if you're 100% fit. So no one plays a game when they're 100%, 100% fit and unfortunately um, this happened in the last quarter with, with when I was 10 minutes into it. So um yeah, it was. It's obviously pretty tough pill to swallow, but the best thing about that was, I said we got double chance, and <clears throat> I'm pretty confident the boys will get up tomorrow night um, versus GWS. And from all reports, the way I've, I'm way ahead of a schedule for where the hammy should be at. Um, I should be, I should be able to play next week. So I got to tick a few more boxes, but tomorrow I've got a big running session. Um, I ran yesterday, and I felt really good. So it's getting better every day if I just keep doing the things that I've got to be doing, like rehab wise. So I've been pretty healthy all year. Um, yeah. Haven't missed a game, so. Um, there's other people in, in similar situations. Mitch Duncan's done his knee, um, and obviously Jordan Ngoi is a highly publicised uh, hamstring that he's got. Um, I've been inboxing him a couple of times, slid into his DMs, and talked about his hamstring and what what he's did going through with that. So that's been pretty cool to talk to him and get his thoughts on how it's all going and his positive positive mindset. I think he ran this morning uh, in Germany, so he's uh, got a little bit of different. Different uh, hamstring to me because he's done it a few times. This is my first, and he's got a little bit more <coughs> tendon issues in his back and stuff. So 
a little bit different to mine, but it's just good to have a chat to him, and uh, hopefully we get the win tomorrow night, and I believe we will, and I'm back next week. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what happens when you, when you get home, do you jump on Google and then start working out what do I have to do to yeah. actually fast track my, my rehab? Like, like, do you then start messaging the physios and yeah. that such? It's like, what actually goes through your mind at that point in time when it's obviously happened, you can't change it, but yeah. you can obviously now start dictating how, how fast you improve. Yeah, obviously I, I believe that we've got the best uh, medical team in the AFL in the country. Um, and we've got a really good conditioning bloke in, in Selwyn Griffith who – who's been really good with my rehab so far. And, it, and we've had, like, next to no injuries this year. So it was bound to happen, like, sooner or later that someone's going to get an injury. And yeah. um, I guess straight after the game, I was obviously really flat that, we A, we lost, and then, B, that I did my hamstring, and I didn't know the severity of it. So yeah. we didn't get scans till um, Monday, which was, um, you know, a couple of days after the game. So that little bit of waiting time was really annoying. But straight after the game, it's all about getting your sleep recovery. That's the best thing for hamstrings is getting sleep and making sure that, um, you've iced it a couple of times before that. Then Sunday I went down and watched the Nefer boys and I was, then when I got home from that, um, I was just icing it around the clock. So next 24 hours, literally I had my alarm set for every hour on the Sunday night till Monday morning. Um, every hour I was doing 20 minute icing sessions on yeah. it. So just to make sure that I could get all that fluid out and, um, the tendon damage to try and get that, um, minimized. So got the scans and it wasn't great. So from there I was just back and I was just running on the Monday. I ran on, pretty sure I ran on Monday. Yeah, did yeah. like a little slight jog. So they're pretty remarkable hamstrings. You can feel terrible one day, and then like within two days, you feel fine. So it's it's one of those things. It's all individualized. That's why it could be a three week injury, but I could be back in a week. Like you just don't yeah. know. I've heard of players doing you know playing that week of having a pretty bad tear. So it's pretty it's pretty crazy. But I'm learning along the way, and I've I've honestly had probably the most positive mindset I've had in my career in terms of injury wise. So um, I'm I'm just. Fingers crossed for these boys to get the win tomorrow night because otherwise I've been doing this for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's real. I've been up all night every night doing stuff for my hamstrings. So we it's might been get, really good. We might get Fox Footy to pander you halfway through the game just to, just to keep. Oh a, a well, man, I'm doing like six bloody appearances before the game, so oh, I'm, yeah, lo- I'm yeah. looking forward to that. A lot of media stuff, so it'll be pretty fun. Um, yeah. just to do a little bit of something different before the game, but obviously I'd love to be out there looking for a couple of blokes on the field that are. Uh, I've been publicly talking about coming after us, but um, yeah, so it's exciting too because my boy Nick Robbo, he's uh, coming for me. Yep, yep. So that, that. that was a big one. He's uh, he's uh, he's not going to take any shit. I can tell you that much. So he's uh, he's ready to go. Um, if there's one bloke I'd love to play with, it's Nick Robbo. So the boys have walked taller with him. That's for sure. No, nah, absolutely. Quick one on t- on tomorrow night. So what what are your thoughts going in? What 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 does the I suppose from your initial perspective and your analysis going into the game, where 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 is the game going to be won and lost? I think it's going to be, we say this a lot, but a midfield battle. Um, I think our defenders have done the job. We played them round sixteen, maybe um, over there. So that was a big win for us, and um, they're they're pretty similar type. Obviously, they got Whitfield back in, um, who's a pivotal part in their team in their you know their, their connection from the back to the forward line. Yep, uh, he lines up at half forward, but he he runs everywhere. I think it's really a midfield battle. It's you know pre. Pre-stoppage, making sure we win that contested footy, but then when we when we leave that stoppage, making sure we turn up to the next one. So um, it's going to be massive in that. If we keep Jeremy Cameron quiet, um, he's a big cog in their goal-scoring abilities. And they've got four players who kick 60% of their goals. So I think we if we just we work our hardest to try and nullify them, I think we'll be all right. But it's going to be a really good game. I can't wait to watch it. Um, I think we've got a lot of uh, Brisbane Lions faithful going to this game again. So we get this win and then we're travelling to the MCG. But um, everyone's just focused on tomorrow night and... I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. I haven't watched the game from the stands all year, so yeah. it's going to be a bit different. But no, nah, absolutely. And it all starts tonight. Geelong and Geelong and the West Weagles. Coast. Yep. 
Yeah, so I suppose I don't know. You, I don't know how much footy you watch, obviously, over the the finals period. But shaping up to be a pretty good game tonight. Man, I was tipping West Coast all week um, to obviously the events from uh, last night. We'll talk about that in a second. But yep. that game is going to be humongous. Um, the winner obviously plays Richmond next week, um, who I think are the best in the comp at the moment. So uh, I honestly had West Coast all the way up until I found out this news yesterday, but. It's going to be a very, very good game. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't, um, I can't pick it necessarily, yeah. just because it is a really difficult game to to assess. I, it was actually really difficult to assess the Cats last week. Yeah, um, because I think similar to you guys, it was very uh, unca- uncharacteristic in terms of, I suppose, the way that they played in that first half. I mean, it was only ten points know, you know, in, in the, the end, end which it? was which is crazy. And they're coming to the, at the end. I don't like. I don't know if. Colin would put the cue in the rack or anything like that, but they were, they were coming hard in the last quarter. Yeah. And that's the first time that I've seen Dangerfield like just try and drag. Not the first time, but I was just thinking like, he's having a bloody crack in that last quarter and hats mm. off to him. He was trying to drag them back and he was playing some awesome footy. But I'll, I'll tip, I'll still go with the West Coast. I think um, Petrocelli comes in. He doesn't change too much after all that. So you want to talk about it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, right. I think we do. Yeah. All right, you key segue, yeah. you go. Uh, so I, I suppose... If you've been hiding under a rock, rock maybe yeah. just give him a rundown of what's, what's happened. Yeah, so I suppose, as I said, I, I didn't check the app yesterday when yeah. I was with, with Sean Hart at the uh, Are You OK event. And when I kind of checked it and, and saw everything that happened yesterday, I thought, geez, there's, there's a lot going on here. And um, I, I suppose it is it is an interesting story in terms of, I suppose, just how it's developed. Yeah. Um, and I suppose just the time frame that we've looked at. And I guess the new, like it's gone from... From what I've saw, it was tested positive yeah. to something. And, and just, and just so, just to give some context, about what we're talking about the the Willie Rioli, um, the uh, Asada, Asada drug um, scandal at the moment. Um, and before we touch on anything, like I'm all for the players, uh, so I'm not going to say anything untowards anybody. Even the I mean, this is a players podcast, players podcast, people's yeah. podcast. So it's not a, not about that life. Um, but yeah, the way it unfolded, I like obviously saw the news straight away. Um, being a journalist myself, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, um, that. It started with a, he's tested positive for something to um, tampering. So yeah. I was kind of confused with what what was happening until, you know, you get deeper and deeper into the articles. And obviously it's who's first, not who's the truth. So it's kind of one of those things that you don't know what was what's actually happened. Yeah, I, mm. I still don't know. Like in the CEOs of the West Coast Eagles and the Asada officiate, um, officials, they can't touch too much on what's actually happened. So it's all like speculation and he say, she say. So I don't know 100% what happened, but... What are your thoughts on the whole ordeal? I think you're right. I think I think the difficult part is that the story's developed so yeah, much. And it's changed a little bit. So Every yeah. time the details are changing. I mean, I, I read the article. I read one of the articles last night. I read it again this morning. And even parts of that same article had been changed. Okay, yeah. So, you know, more details starting to surface. And I think the last, uh, the last article I read this morning, which I think you may have seen as well, um, spoke about how the, the substitute, uh, that the urine substitute could have been a uh, energy drink, energy drink, um, which oh, I suppose makes you wonder how you know you would obviously find yourself in that situation. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I read about even the, the the investigators being there at the hotel, um, uh, Catch waiting like for him, meeting them in Melbourne. Yeah, which after uh, they've known for a you know. Since August twentieth, yeah, played two games, I believe, yeah. since so since that period. So the whole thing doesn't pass the sniff test. Yeah, um, and I don't want to regurgitate what everyone's probably been saying already, but from a player's perspective, 
the way the Asada test work is in they come in unannounced. Um, they random randomise the numbers uh, for the players to get picked. Usually four to five players will get hand like not hand picked, but put over hat as you can say. And then they they introduce themselves to you and they follow you around everywhere from then on. So they usually get you when you come off the track or after you come out of a meeting, and then um, they take you to. The head tester, and they'll like get your name, your ID, um, make you pick a box. So you just sit on the table like this, pick a box, and then make sure all the numbers are correct. They all match up and everything, and then they take you into the into the bathroom. And it's pretty uncomfortable and confronting, especially for um, new players or younger players coming in. Like I've I've done endless amounts of tests sometimes. Yeah. Like and and the boys always joke about it um, that oh the test is coming in, so um, you must have been playing some good games, have you? Like just joking around like that yeah, kind of stuff, yeah. like but. It is honestly, it's all randomised, and I, that's why it's hard to wrap my head around substituting something for um, what is your urine coming out of you know yeah. your parts because when you go into the cubicle, they're there watching everything you do. So they watch everything. They see everything. So you yeah. got to show obviously just one person or just one person. Yep. Yeah, one person. Yep. Um, they, you got to show skin of some sort, or in some cases, I've heard of. Um, you know, you got to hold the cup and then you got to, you know, urinate into the cup in yeah. front of the guy. So it's pretty confronting, but that's why I can't wrap my head around substituting it for an energy drink because he would have seen that straight away. And from what I've read, and this is purely just from what I've read from the the um, articles and publications I've seen, is that he's tried to use a, a Red Bull on the side and tip yeah. that in there, then pass it off as, as urine. But being caught in the act, then um, that's, that's where it's all gone down. Like it's tampering, like... We probably get probably don't get told too much about tampering with stuff or even trying to do that because it's so obvious that the guy will be seeing that um, straight away and and you probably don't understand the ramifications from that. Like that's a four year ban. Like they're probably more. I'm not say more pissed off about you doing that than actually testing positive or something because that can undo all the work they've been doing for a long time and that's what that's yeah. not what the Sada wants. So. They're going to come probably pretty hard for him and it's it's it's, it's just yeah it's crazy to think that. He tried to do that, and oh, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what actually has happened because that's what you're reading. So I, 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 could, you, I don't think you could get get away with that either, like ever. Yeah, I think I think you you touched on it there. There is this notion that tampering with a sample is is equally yeah. as bad as um, uh, responding to a positive test. So I don't know um, if he's even tested positive for yeah, anything. So that's yeah. the thing. Like if it was game day, because sometimes you get tested straight after the game. If it was game day, that's like, and you get tested for having some substance in your system, that's mm. the no-no. That's like two to four years, like straight off the bat. Yeah. Um, especially the A sample. But they've known for so long that he's he's tried to tamper with it. So that's why I was a bit iffy about them waiting so long to, you know, catch him at the hotel and say, look, here we are. Um, this is the ramifications. This is what happened. So, I don't know. It's just a bit weird to me. But oh, this, yeah, when I saw the news, I was like, no, this is not great. Especially for, like, Willie. He's been playing such great footy. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's sad to happen for anyone, but just to, that's what I just don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to talk about. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, and um, you know, we're watching it now on the, on the big screen. And I suppose for, for us, you know, you really do hope that at this point in time – and it, it's – you know that they have come out and said this though that that West Coast you know are, are providing so much support to make sure yeah. that his welfare and, and well being is, is being looked after because it would be a really difficult period for for Willie and his family and um, yeah it just doesn't just doesn't add up um, and that's probably what probably makes me a little bit um, iffy about the whole thing because mm. we, we're just seeing more details emerge and emerge as, yeah. as this comes through and um, and as I said I don't want to delve too much into it because he's obviously going through a tough time I think he's flown back to T T V Islands already and spent time with family while this all goes down so 
West Coast, you know, they came out last night and they spoke, well, the CEO spoke really well in front of, I guess, would have been thousands of people there. Yeah. Really thousands, yeah. exaggerating, but like, you know, 15, 20 media personnel there. So they're just throwing their support behind uh, Rioli and um, I don't know if it's going to be too much of a distraction because the players will just go into the game, like, they'll f- like without standing rude, they'll forget about everything outside of footy then and there yep. and they'll get on with us. So I don't think it's going to be too much of a distraction there, but leading up to it, they're probably going to be getting a lot of text messages, a lot of players, so they might be off their phones for... The remainder of today, so you know it's 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 a big one and it's massive news. That's why if you're making headlines everywhere, that's for sure. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they can sort out sooner or longer because the longer they drag these things out is is the worse. I think. Like I think we only found out Sam Murray's yeah a like, year after a year after, which yeah. is not what you want. Like it's not hard to get it done and dusted, is it? Like but yeah. Yeah, as I said, I, I didn't check the AFL app for about 12 hours. and, and So you probably and missed the Don Pike one too, And I you? missed the Don Pike one. So that was another one. And, and, and you I don't know learn today. Oh, I couldn't believe it. It was uh, it was, it was was a rookie error for my behalf. But uh, again, and, and they made this really clear that um, this is uh, – yeah, that's right. Uh, the – this is this has no bearing on the review and and I suppose the outcomes that are going to come from that. But the timing will obviously ask will raise questions from from a lot of people. And mm. um, yeah, when I saw the press conference, I watched the the press conference. I listened to it again on, on the way here, and um, yeah, it, it did sound as like it did sound as though the, the toll and the pressure of the of the role had become a bit too much as well in the end. Did it seem mutual or did it seem like you know it kind of got forced out? Because oh, I, I yeah. couldn't watch the press conference because on our physio tables we're not allowed to have a phone, so. I oh, had a okay. sneak. I yeah. had a sneakily. My head was in the hole. I had a sneak in the ground, and uh, a physio caught me, so he took the phone off me, so I couldn't really watch it. But um, it did take me by surprise. I thought we would have got a little bit more information beforehand. Um, you know, they're doing an external review and all that kind of stuff. So I don't want to touch too much on um, the crows and how they're operating their business at the moment. But I thought it was a, is a, yeah, I was a bit shocked by him actually getting sacked. And I think it's still a few more. If he goes down, I thought well, there's going to be a couple more that might be at the door. So I haven't seen too much of the aftermath yet. But his record is actually. <laughs> Imp- it's great. really impressive man <laughs> yeah. so that's why it's i think it's got like a 60 percent winning record and two years ago they're in a grand final yeah and they lost like to a better team on the day like mm. they were the best team going into it adelaide and they lost mm. on the day so man it's very and like it's like just missed out in finals this year and i don't know i don't know the the ins and outs of the adelaide football club and i don't need to know it's not my my job to understand other footy clubs and stuff but um Talking to other players and players who are currently at that club, they'll you know were looking for new opportunities at other places. So I don't know if that 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 kind of trade period is going to be as big now because they've got a new coach coming in. Who that coach is, I'm not too sure. Who, if you who you thinking or oh look, there's there's names that have already been sort of thrown up, and, and it's amazing how quickly the cycle does move yeah. in, in the circumstances. J- just to back over, I suppose there was just a little bit too much smoke. Yeah. For, for there not to be some fire I coming thought, from out at Adelaide. I thought if they lost against St Kilda, it could have been a Monday sacking. Like mm. I just thought, because that's yeah. how much pressure it was, like the media pressure was right on them, um, hot in the tails, and they had a good win over them. But I thought that, w- that would have been the icing on the cake for um, him being moved on. And it's a big one. Like, I think, it's, oh, I don't know if I heard this yesterday, but Don Pike's from WA. Yep, yep. Swapsies. Fremantle position there. Ross yep. Lyon goes to Adelaide. Like, you just don't, That's, a, that's just, that could be one of those things that, the old swapsies. The old swapsies. I think Malcolm Blight put that on the agenda yesterday oh, about <laughs> Ross Lyon and, and maybe Don doing the, the old swapsies there. Yeah. So no, I, I thought it was a bit um and knowing Charlie Cameron, he was a bit he was gonna tweet yesterday. I was like, Man, you can't you can't tweet about it. He, he oh, was yeah. he was yeah. a little bit flat that Don Pike got sacked. So um I don't know, I think there'll be a couple more blokes uh, at the club that might go um as well. So that I guess watch that news and wait for that space to 
to reopen, but yeah, and the reviews ongoing as well. I mean, I know again, that, that's the first cog, and yeah. he's still down, whatever that means. Um, so it's it's yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be more. I guess when you see the smoke, this fire, like you just said, there's yeah. gonna be a couple more, I reckon, at the door, but because um, there was a lot of names thrown up for that trade period, and now um, there was some un- unease people at the club during the year, especially players. So. Um, I was hoping to get a couple come to Brisbane, but I think that might be changing now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I think um, I think timing wise, now you, you would want to move as quick as you possibly could. I yeah. understand. Well, you, trade period is not to, till what mid October, November. Yeah, well, it, it, it's not. Too, well, clubs are talking to players now. I know. Really, really. I've seen players in finals still being having a name surround about meeting with other clubs and stuff, which is a bit yeah. weird, but. So and, and it's happening already. I mean, we're not ignorant to the fact that players and clubs are meeting, whether it's finals and non-finals clubs yeah. and teams are doing it. Um, so I think you, you, you're going to want to have a person in there as soon as possible so that they can actually be part of that process of yeah. being able to attract other other players. And well, you want it. You want to appoint a head coach before the trade period. Yeah, I think so. And retention and especially be a big soon film, because players will start as soon as the season's done. Players will start meeting with other clubs immediately if they're not already doing it. Yeah, so absolutely. you'd want to get a head coach in there soon and start talking to players and talking about their future plans, aspects, and where they fit in the team and stuff. So they can um, understand where they're going to be next year and the year after. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And it comes down to what, what what type of coach are they after? Are they looking for someone who can rebuild and, and reset or are they <sighs> looking for a coach in the now? Because that's going mm. to have an impact on players potentially securing their long-term futures or, yeah. or, or maybe having to reconsider where they may actually fit at that football club now. It's not easy going through. <clears throat> it's not easy going through the new coach transition. Um, I've been through it a couple of times now, but... Obviously, the most recent one was Fagan, and that was handled really well from a club perspective. Um, he came in um, before the trade period, and you kind of we all sat down. I think every player on the list sat down with him and had a had a good chat about their, I guess, their aspirations of what they wanted in their footy career and where they fit in the team and how he sees you. Because as we spoke about before about coaches getting sacked um, during the year, that um, you know, everyone's kind of playing for their contract and their spot on the list and stuff. So they want to know where their head's at and what, what they want to do with the football team and how they um, you know, fit in that team going forward. So that's a big one. And, and the new coach comes in may just may have already preconceived idea of a player and, and they don't <coughs> get that opportunity to play next year. So they might get traded pretty much on the spot. So it's interesting times and it's obviously nerve-wracking times. And um, I actually, without sounding like I love this shit, but when trade period comes around, I'm so, I actually really invest. Oh, I, movement, I love watching yeah. it. I love watching it. It's always... It's always interesting to see how much of the media got it right and wrong and who's going where and what kind of teams being built somewhere else. It's actually really interesting stuff. So Yeah, it's a, it's it's gonna be an exciting period. And I think I think one thing um, that's actually been spoken about this week, probably flew under the radar for a long time, but um, you know, one, one thing that has been really impressive about Fags is not only did he come in, but he kept the same coaching staff. Yeah. And uh, there was strong stability from the top down. And, um, you know, he could have come in and, and brought in his own people, but he decided to, to really stick that with, with obviously the, the core group that was already up there. And, um, yeah, he's, he's done incredibly well bringing not just the players together, but the coaching staff as well. He has him, David Noble, Greg Swan, and there's a array of other people on the board and people that have a say in and helping out with a with list management. Um, <coughs> bloody hell. <coughs> with list management, but um, Fagan has done amazing work this year. And do they do coaches of the year? Oh, surely he's he, a lock, he'd be man. he'd be locked for that. Yeah. But just the way that he's really built this team and um, jilted everyone together and got the best out of all the players, playing Robinson on the wing, having a breakout season, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. That goes a long way in terms of um, building that chemistry and the faith you have in 
you know, the people that hire up. So he's done a really good job. And if you want a blueprint for <clears throat> rebuilding a team or getting the best out of someone, it's, it's looking at the lines the last few years. And I think we went from, you know, five wins last year to five losses or six losses this year. So it's, it's yeah, it's a big turnaround. And I think it caught a few people off guard, but um, I'm looking for, looking forward to hopefully getting that win tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think the, the trade period is going to start heating up in the coming weeks, which would be fantastic. Will it ever? Which, uh, it's going to be exciting. We're, we're, we're excitingly going to be uh, continuing on during the, uh, yes, the off-season yes. as well. Yes, so um, I've, been, I've hit up 7AFL and possibly Croc Media. Um, don't have to give them a shout-out, but just saying that we... We've got some um, space in Melbourne that we'll be doing this during the off-season, so Absolutely. look out for that. We'll be getting a lot of players on, a lot of personnel. Might get a few left-field people to come on the podcast, so I'll be building that up over the off-season, which is um, really exciting for, for the Rip Thrill podcast. So we're, we're, I think I think we're going all right. We're doing some good things. Uh, um, well, if Caroline Wilson's watching. Oh, if Caroline Wilson's talking about us, you've got Juddy, you've got um, Craig Hutchinson. Craig Hutchinson, uh, they're all pumping it up, so... You never know. You never know what's going to happen. But uh, we're really enjoying our time doing this and it's, it's starting to get traction and uh, looking forward to the off year with this. Absolutely. Now we're going to continue this into the off season. Thank you to Telstra. Thanks, thank, Telstra. Thank you to 7AFL. 7AFL. We, uh, we are looking forward to continuing on and, and all the best for this weekend. Hopefully, Brisbane can get up for you and we look forward to obviously seeing you back out there next week. I'm looking forward to it. I know the boys are going to win and I'll be back uh, against Collingwood in the prelim finals. And also thanks to Shu on microphones. We really appreciate that these things are legit. Thank you, Sean Tobin, for coming up again, bringing me coffee. It's starting to get out of hand. I think I owe you uh, a few high fives. I'll cash in over the summer. Exactly. No worries. Thanks, mate. Episode 25, done and dusted. Get it. Cool, man. We on.